friends, this episode is a little bit rough because I just finished my therapy session with Sean and um, it was quite impactful for me. And so I wanted to talk about it right away. So that's what I did. And so I sure as shit hope that things are going to make sense to you. Um, yeah, what is sure of shit anyway? Why am I saying that? Where did that thought come from? What does it even mean? I think I'm just going to end this. You're listening to the Happy Pill Podcast with Ursula Yerdun, a podcast about sharing my trials through trauma and mental health issues. This may be my journey, but I'm not alone in these issues. Thank you for listening. So I just had a therapy session uh, with my therapist. Go figure. And so I was just talking with him um, about a lot of the stuff that I've been just kind of experiencing lately and just frustrations of things and trying to find that answer to everything. My, I don't know, just feeling so identified with resistance and I have the desire to heal and to find peace and find acceptance and compassion, especially for myself. But yet it's like, I can get that logically, but I can't seem to embrace that. I can't seem to accept that. So he has me reading this book called Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock. And so I've been reading a little bit of it and it's just it has really it's been challenging for me i feel like there's a veil that comes over when trying to read her stuff and really trying to read her stuff you know what i mean like taking it in um allowing the information in which is why it's called radical acceptance go figure and there was something in the book that she had talked about uh that really triggered me and i actually made this note in here i said this notion returns me to trauma, makes my stomach tight, upset, sick, and I'm struggling with this concept. Sorry, excuse me. It was simply accepting this, what she calls this wing of acceptance, unfolding the wing of acceptance. And it's essentially allowing to feel where we are at in a moment and to accept and see life as it is. And this right away triggered a response to me of trauma and the sexual assaults absolutely and then and then i couldn't i i'm like to me this is telling me that i have to accept this you know and and i can't i can't there's such major resistance and so you know sean was telling me that um you know it are you getting caught with the word condoning you know and i said yeah i mean it's possible you know, it's possible that because I don't condone these actions and it feels like if I accept this abuse, if I accept what happened to me, it makes me feel like I deserved it, that I'm bad, that I am, it's my fault, right? Which it's, of course, it's not my fault. I mean, fuck, I was a little girl. But it just brings brings up so much stuff. And then I, I said, I, I just can't. 
And I get that this is not what she is referring to. Like, in those moments of such trauma and violence that we experience in whatever culture, whatever part of the world that you're in, whatever race you are, whatever gender you are, we, you know, we go through some very traumatic moments. And my childhood was like that too. So it's, it, I think in my head, it's just kind of like, I'm, I'm seeing this as like, what do you mean? Like, I have to accept that. I can't accept that. And so I'm stuck with that. I'm stuck with the idea of that. It's still like, I'm, I'm to blame. It's my fault. I haven't worked through that one yet. <sighs> you know, and because the truth is it wasn't my fault. I'm not responsible for it. I'm not bad, but a part of me, a lot of me still cannot accept that. <sighs> It's hard to explain, but as I kind of kept going through my conversation with Sean, something finally clicked. I had been living such a way that I just was in survival mode. So I've been having a hard time trying to accept all this stuff. And so we're talking about language. Well, maybe acceptance isn't the word because that could lead into you thinking and feeling that it's condoning the actions that were done. So, you know, we looked up some cinnamon, this cinnamon, not cinnamon. No, I keep wanting to say cinnamon. Synonyms. There we go. <laughs> Synonyms for acceptance. So there's welcoming, there's allowing, um, there, there was a bunch. What else was there? Receipt, receiving. Uh, I can't remember. I don't have that list up in front of me right now. So there was a lot of these other words that I could use embracing. There we go. There was another one embracing that I could use instead of acceptance, you know, cause quite often a word, a, the language, a sentence, if said differently can have a different impact. So I totally understand that. So I haven't quite found a word yet, but then it started to, to click onto me because what he was talking about was that in this book, the radical acceptance, it is embrace your life with the heart of the Buddha. And all it is, is it's another pathway to finding peace in my life. I've been wanting to find peace for a long time to find peace and self-compassion, self-love, self-acceptance. You know, I asked him, I said, you know, did you ever struggle like this? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, what did you do? And he said, I just worked on it bit by bit. He said, eventually my need for wanting peace outweighed my desire for being right. Yeah, I totally get that because for me being right is about being safe. If I'm right about something, then I'm safe and protected. People can't hurt me that way. And it's not because I am right. It's about keeping myself safe. So what I have done for the majority of my life to keep myself safe is, and I have this image in my, in my mind, it is like this black, hard ball. You know, I didn't, I don't have color because if I have color, then people will see me and I don't want people to see me so I can be safe. It's black. Don't, don't, don't let in light. Don't let in color. Don't, don't be noticeable. Yet here I am creating a podcast and, and, you know, studied the arts and everything to obviously be noticeable but I don't want to be vulnerable. So it's such a contradiction. And what I was all of a sudden realizing finally at the end of, of our conversation was that, wait a minute, I've been living this life and identified with this fight or flight mode. 
you know, the need to be right because I have to be safe, you know, uh, keeping myself small, you know, keeping myself even overweight. You know, some of that is actually medications now as well. Keeping myself away from anything that could cause me harm. And this is what I know. This is what I have experienced. And that experience has created this survival tactic. This survival tactic then became my identity. And so here comes something and through working through therapy and, you know, learning other tools, this meditation, MICBT, you know, looking at other practices. And in this book, Radical Acceptance, there's other books, there's other forms of information. And it was like what um, Sean was telling me. He's like, this is just another alternative to look at the way you've been living your life. You know, it's not bad. It's just, it's another way to find a place of peace, to find that acceptance and to give self-love, give self-compassion, you know, to myself. And then all of a sudden I kind of got it. It was just like, wait, I, I can't accept all this stuff in the book right now. I can't accept that I'm still not considered bad wrong, deserving of suffering, deserving of raping, desert, you know, I, I'm still stuck in that because I've been so identified with that. And I just, the way that he had explained it and the way that I started to understand, I'm like, wait a minute, if this was one path, you know, this black marble path to keep myself safe and it's, it's no longer working for me. It hasn't been working for a long time because I don't feel self-love. I don't feel that self-compassion. It's coming because I'm looking at other resources and other therapies and other treatments because that is my desire. The, the ego part of me, that, that, um, that pain body that Eckhart Tolle talks about, that is still there, but that's what I've been identified because to keep myself safe. So what I feel like if I start to branch off and I go down another path, another road, it makes me vulnerable. And because of that vulnerability, I am terrified. So it's like, oh my gosh, okay, here we are. Well, I, I finally kind of got it. It's like, I can stand at that Y of the road, that fork in the road, or that branch, whatever, and go, oh, it's okay for me to just stand there and not even move yet. I'm not necessarily going down and staying on my path of this of this rock road, uh, everything has got to be safe. I've got to shut everything out and shut myself down and everything. No, I can stand just at the why and, ch and just stay there. And you know how we always have that saying that, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And it's like I was telling Sean, it's like, I haven't accepted that it's okay to not be okay. And somehow I can't get it. I can't seem to absorb it because it doesn't feel okay. I'm looking for that answer. I'm looking for the answer to all of this. And I haven't found it yet. And I just have so much resistance coming up because, because of the vulnerability, because of the old patterns, these old patterns that I have used to keep me safe, isolated, secure, you know, avoiding uh, crowds, you know, don't go out to a lot of, uh, don't go out to a lot of big events afraid to meet new people, afraid to try new things, afraid to travel and explore. So much fear, 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 fear. And it stops so much of my life. Yet my essence, my core, my desire is, I want to be loved. I want to travel. I, I want to do new things. I want to embrace. I want to find that peace. I want to live that peace. 
So I'm really caught in this vicious storm of being stuck in the old identity, which kept me safe, but is no longer working and allowing new perspectives to come in and say, Ursula, you weren't bad. You didn't deserve this. You know, it, they are responsible as adults. They are responsible for what had happened to you. And it's like, you know, here we are, January 2023, and I still haven't been fully able to accept all of that. It's in process. I mean, my healing is just, it, it's a massive journey. Bringing that up again today, you know, with Sean is, I still haven't accepted that I'm not bad. I still haven't been able to accept that I didn't deserve it because I'm still s stuck in that survival mode. I'm still there. That's where my identity is. And somehow today in my session, I was just clicking into this. I was just getting it. I was just, wait a minute, this radical acceptance, it doesn't mean that I have to accept the abuse. I, I can't even go there, like even just yet. And he said, you know, the language is so important. He said, if you're not there right now, just try and accept that you're not there right now. And I said, I can't, I can't accept that just yet. I said, I, I can't accept that I'm not bad. I can't accept that I'm not, you know, deserving of abuse. And he said, then that's where you're at. You know, he's like, that's it. You know, and it's like, it feels like it's such a negative. And it's like, it just is what it is because that's where you're at. And I haven't been able to accept that because my mind, because I want something more, my mind is still resistant to it. It's resistant to accepting the idea of another form of healing. It's, it's resistant to the idea that there is another way to live and to find peace. And I go back to what Merle, uh, sorry, what Sean had said. He's like, I wanted peace more than the need to be right. Wondering thoughts we threw my And that's so true. And right now I'm still kind of battling that I need to be right, you know, which is the justification that I am bad. I should be punished. I need to be punished. I deserve to be punished. So that is really interesting to me. And somehow I've just understood that I'm at this fork in the road and I can just stay at this fork right now. I know I can't accept things at this moment. I know that there is still resistance. However, I am not down the dark path. I'm not down the light path. I'm just simply at the why right now, just in the fork of the road. And just recognizing that was huge. It actually started to free up the pressure in my body. Because when I was talking to Sean about how this was making me feel, that blackness, that darkness, that heaviness, that, that need to safety, my hands are just clenched so tight. Everything is white. My stomach is hurting. It's clenching. It's tightening. And, and I'm compressing my body. This is what I've been feeling like to keep myself safe and unnoticed. And with just recognizing that moment, it's like, oh, this is just an offering 
to find peace. I'm not in the place of, of acceptance just yet. Maybe I could be in a place of allowing. Um, maybe not. Maybe embracing. Maybe not. Maybe it is a different word. Maybe it isn't. But just being at that fork and just recognizing that, oh, I'm just at the fork. It freed up the tension in my body. My hands became looser. You know, I opened them up. The, the tension in my stomach, you know, was started to dissipate. My chest felt like it was actually opening a little bit because I finally understood that I'm just at the fork. I, I really don't know if this is making any sense. Um, and I just realized that, you know, my resistance is simply a tool and technique that had served me, you know, especially when I was a child, such a, a survival tactic, <sighs> you know, and I just, I haven't made that transition. That That's what it is. I haven't made that transition from, I can be safe in embracing a new way to heal. You know, if this radical acceptance, as I continue to read through this book, if that takes within me, you know, that would be another healing tool if I allow it. I just have to allow it in, for me, in small bits. Maybe it's a word at a time, a phrase at a time. You know, and I, I was telling Sean, I said, well, is that the affirmations that I can start with? Like, I am not bad. I am not deserving. It wasn't my fault. So there's some negative words in there, you know, saying I am not bad is like a double negative entendre, right? There's two words there. They're, they're a little negative. But I can't yet fully accept that I am loved and I am free and I am safe. That's not my truth right now. My truth is maybe just starting out with I am not bad. And that actually brings up a lot of emotions for me. Not at the moment because I did that during my session about a half hour ago. And just saying that I am not bad. I am not bad. I am not bad. I am not bad. And he said, by starting off with that, it'll start to dissolve and it, it will start to break open. You know, and then eventually that language will shift. I'm not bad. And it could be into, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm not great. That's okay. I'm just, I'm okay. I'm not okay. I'm better than okay. And that's what this radical acceptance is talking about. It's just being okay with where I'm at, at this moment. That's the mindfulness. That's the practice. And the fact that right away my head went into, I have to accept the rapes. I have to accept the trauma. I have to accept that. It's, it's no, I haven't found a place for that. That's going to take more therapy, more healing, um, and more understanding. And my truth is I'm just not there yet. So today, the same thing with Sean, I needed him to keep repeating to me this concept of, of just acceptance of just being where I'm at, where I'm at, where I'm at. You know, the fact that I went right back to trauma was, it's just, it's a memory that's not happening to me right now in this moment that happened back then in those moments. And it's not like I could accept it. I couldn't even fight it. I couldn't do anything about it. And people who are experiencing, um, serious traumatic effects, that could be a murder. That could be a car accident. That could be suicide. That could be rapes, you know, <laughs> that moment isn't about accepting that moment. You know, it's, it's happening. It's real. I, I honestly, I can't even process that right now. I can't even, I can't even do that. And this is what we're talking about. 
And he was saying that that's not what she's talking about in the book. So that's going to be a separate topic, but that's what my mind went to. And it's like, really what I need to be aware of is how did that thought process hit me right now? Why is it affecting me right now? What is my body experiencing right now? The thoughts that I'm, I'm thinking, the feelings that I'm, I'm feeling. Because one of, the, one of the things she says in this book is she says, there's a difference between I am angry and I feel angry. And when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah. There is a big difference, right? Like, as, as an essence, am I an angry person? Well, I have angry moments. I have felt anger, but I've also felt love and I felt sadness and, you know, I've felt happy and I felt content and bored and frustrated and irritated. You know, I'm, a lot of these different feelings, but just that separation of I am this or I am feeling this, it somehow allows my mind to accept or to understand that, wait a minute, I am not these feelings. I am not these thoughts. These thoughts come in, they create a reaction. I'm feeling something, it creates thoughts, vice versa, right? But I am not them. So of course it begs the question now, I'm like, well, what am I? You know, who am I? I'm not there yet. Well, <laughs> that'll be maybe 200 episodes down the road. But just to create that separation of these thoughts and sensations, this is what I continue to work on with the MICBT, is noticing them breaking them down you know is there a temperature to it you know what's the intensity level of it is it pretty mild is it pretty heavy you know what's the weight is it fluid you know is it light is it moving is it stiff is it still and once I can start to one if I remember to, to look at this technique and you know look at that emotion and that sensation that my body is feeling it takes away um what's the word I'm looking for so it doesn't take anything away. It just, it makes the thought less intense, which reduces the intensity of the feeling. It reduces the intensity of the sensations. That's what I mean. <laughs> I just couldn't quite express it. So I think that's all I have to say. I, I really hope all of this made sense. I'm literally, I was like, I'm in the moment. I'm just going to record it because I just felt, I just felt happy that I understood that I'm at the fork of the road. And I I just un, I just understood that, oh, wait a minute, this is just another avenue of healing. It doesn't have to be the way, you know? It just means that I've made a step in the direction to take me away from that dark path, that old identity, um, which doesn't serve me. And I'm really looking for another way to serve me for my for my highest good. And I think that just hit home. And I wanted to share that because it was a big moment for me. So thank you for listening, friends. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you require more support and information on depression, please contact your local healthcare provider, distress center, or in Canada, go to canada.ca and search mental health support, get help.